Uh, hang on a sec. When I ran the game, um, I, I Thanks, basically girls. Appreciate had... it. Come on, in. Here, come, quick. <laughs> this bit's getting edited out. <laughs> yeah. I hope not. I mean, it's what I'm here for. Hello and welcome to Frankenstein's RPG podcast. This is now series three, this episode one. This is where we sort of put everything in place and I'll kind of let the episode unfold because it's a long one. But I'm sure you'll pick it up fairly quickly and then well, I'll be there to have a chat at the end. Okay, enjoy this episode. So, uh, I, I'm joined by a bunch of uh, luminaries, and uh, before we get started, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind just uh, introducing yourselves and where we might find you. Uh, Ralph. Hi, I'm Ralph Lovegrave. I do the Victoplasm podcast, and you can find me, well, no, I don't really like Twitter at all, so um, don't bother. Just uh, just the Victoplasm podcast and um, various social media things. Cheers. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, Nook. Uh, so I'm Nook Harper. I'm uh, Nanuka Cabra at well, at Nanuka Cabra on Twitter, and you can find me running games in Bolton. Ooh. <laughs> A very liminal place, Bolton. It is. Uh, Martin Martin C. Uh, yeah. um, Martin uh, M Cookie One Two Three on Twitter uh, and other places, such as Discord these days. Uh, I guess. Uh, but yeah, that's me. Thank you. And Martin G. Hi, Martin G, or Martin Glasswater. But also, you can find me on Twitter at, um, at StonishPod, among other places. And of course, I'm, I'm Dave at Frankenstein RPG on Twitter and various other hairy elephant sites, etc. But fantastic. So, um, can I just check all through that text? Up? Are the sound levels okay? But I got a yeah. podcasting mic at Christmas in case you ever invited me back. So it's paying off in dividends already. I want to make sure you can actually hear me. Yes, absolutely fine. Yeah. 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 Excellent. So I, I guess, you know, everybody got the, uh, the sort of the, the update. What was I looking to do? What are we looking to do? So brief recap so that everybody can start furiously writing down what they wanted to do. Uh, or what you're, you're going oh look at you yeah. uh, so the intention is that uh, what we're going to do is we're going to come up with a campaign now I anticipate that this this pod is probably going to be more all over the place than all the other ones were and I'll, as much I'll as try my best <laughs> in, in as much as we've got to try and uh, and get something down on paper that is is workable as a campaign. Now I'm not anticipating uh, that 
anybody's going to be overtaxed in terms of sort of contribution afterwards. However, it's going to be a lot of work. So I was actually at some stage, I think, probably going to say, well, does anybody fancy sort of contributing in terms of writing or anything else? So that might be something to sort of bear in mind going forward. But the, the purpose of it is, and, and I have to say, huge thank you to Paul Mitchell. Okay. What he's quite keen to do, and I'm quite keen to do, is to have something that can work up into a campaign for the for the uh, game Liminal. And as we do sort of show and tell earlier on, there is Liminal. There's about two or three uh, supplements for that already, which is Werewolves of London and Pax Londinium. And then there are also two others in the pipeline. And, and actually beyond that, I think there's probably about another two or three that are also in the, in the pipeline. So there's about four or five. His ambition was always to have, and this, this will continue to be his ambition, will be to have a uh, an equivalent of, you know, the Great Pen Dragon campaign for Liminal or, you know, Masks of Neonatotep for Liminal. And, and that will be something he wants to do. As long as we get something close to it's okay, <laughs> we can you can do something with it. I think that'll be good, but I think we could do more than that. So it was really sort of saying, okay, well, as a creative exercise, let's see if we can put something together that you know we can have a we can work up into something that ultimately we might be able to publish. Um, so you know, you are all very much involved in trying to put something together. This really is a, is a secret ploy by me to get to work with uh, Jason Benke, who is the who's the artist for Liberal, because I think he's absolutely brilliant. So all of this is is really just so I could meet him. It's a roundabout Hello, way. Jason. <laughs> Sorry, so. motivations. Yeah, a <laughs> lot, lot of effort to get someone to paint your kitchen. I know. <laughs> I think he's looking for a portrait. <laughs> I, exactly. I thought we'd provided enough of those on Twitter over the last month or two. I, I, I don't think there are any gnomes in Liminal. Maybe Dave could be the first gnome in Liminal. Well, I did say it was creative. <laughs> so uh, now this is the this is the foundation episode again. You're keenly aware of that. So what what are we looking to do in in this episode? Because I have to bolt on some sort of uh, useless game show type mechanic, uh, there'll be an element perhaps of voting in it later on. But but the purpose of this is really to say, okay, look, we've we've all got we've all had a blank sheet of paper, we've all had a a, a very very uh, poorly laid out brief. Uh, but essentially, in in two parts. There are three parts to this particular podcast, but in two parts. So the first one is in this campaign, the sort of the the what are we going to do? You know, what is the the sort of the overarching course of this campaign? Okay. So it's you know, are we saving the world, thwarting the supervillain, blah 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 blah, whatever it might be, and then just a little bit of of you know perhaps fleshing that bit out. And then the other bit was to look at maybe. Who is who's the big bad? You know who actually is the the enemy. So if you were to take something like masks and your latter tip, for example, you kind of you know the clues in the question really, isn't it? Who is the big bad? It's near latter and that's the bit that you can hang some of the other episodes off. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
we will have a fatuous vote at the end of it uh and just do a little bit of uh a little bit of jiggery buggery just to see you know who who we think has the best sort of ideas um and then the third part so we do we do what's going on who's the big bad type thing and uh and then there's just a few questions that sort of would answer off the back of that you know like what's the ideal number of chapters do you think you know is the scope of the campaign is it national international interdimensional all based in slough uh do we involve everything in the rule book or are we being sort of reasonably relaxed about only choosing two or three bits um and then sort of over what sort of time scale do we anticipate it sort of you know operating is that does that make sense is that okay yeah 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 you're all you're all nodding like the condemned <laughs> so now break with tradition should i go first should i yeah you can go first dave <clears throat> i think oh, we can have a laugh at the tone okay good I, I'm not going to. Really, uh, somebody actually on on Twitter came up with exactly the same idea that I was going to go down the route with, but uh, so I haven't used it, and I may bring it up at the end. And it it was a it was a really really clever, um, and and very very sort of timely kind of uh, kind of campaign. But mine mine. So, what I'm thinking is, we involve both the liminal world and the real world in an environmental-backed campaign. So the, the very easiest kind of way I was thinking of doing it was, uh, you have, uh, I know I was going to have like an offshoot of the green man, who was going to be the Jack of the Green or the Jack in the Green. And not David Prowse. No. Not even, not even Jethro Tull. Lordy. And and what I was thinking was that uh, it's uh, Jack of the Green has found that there's been this uh, attempt by um, a particular group of people, my big bads, uh, to attack nature, but specifically to attack nature to try and wipe out mankind. And it is. Uh, um, they, they, he recruits. See, this is where it gets a bit complicated, and I'm beginning to lose my own train of thought now. Uh, Heroward the Wake is in the liminal book, and he is a dampier. He wasn't a vampire originally; he was a dampier, but he was hidden by the Jack of the Green, or the Green Man, in the Fens in Cambridgeshire. So he he is obliged. So Herod the Wake is obliged to the Green Man, and it's Herod Herod with the Wake who who actually contacts uh, this group of of characters and says that there is somebody who's trying to undermine the natural world. And then what I think you could what you could then do is sort of group it as a as a series of threats that they have to encounter or, or counter. So uh, it's 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 kind of uh, will involve GM. Uh, protesters, genetically modified protesters. And this is all this is happening in the background. So my uh, my campaign idea is that we go for 
an environmental-based campaign. And off the back of each one, you have a, a series of threats over which you have to uh, you have to overcome. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I don't think there is one out there at the moment. Not the Malay right. anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. No. Have you heard okay. of uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse? No, <laughs> never have. No. Right. So I, it's from the same stable as Vampire of the Masquerade. Yeah. So the idea is you are werewolves. Uh, you have an ability to travel between a shadow world and the real world. Uh-huh. And um, you are consumed with rage because the earth is dying and you are sired by the power of Gaia. And there's like a corrupting worm which is using pollution and other forms of corrupting fa- factors. But it's it's very raw combat focused. So okay. what, what, what you're tying in here is more like a, a, a mythological um, yeah. tradition. Which is very yeah. much keeping with luminal, so I don't think it crosses over too much. I'm also reminded of have you heard of Knights of Pendragon, which is a, a 1990 Marvel UK comic, mm. which used the legend of um, the Green Knight. So it ties into if you want to have a great Pendragon cam- campaign, and that yeah. is uses superheroes, so Captain Britain and other side ca- characters, Union Jack and stuff like that, to yeah. pull into um, environmental issues. Uh, but again, it's not a massive amount of crossover, but maybe there's some no. inspiration that could be put, pulled out. This is very British. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I was also then sort of trying to tie it into, if you could, because if you could then sort of have, it, it would muddy the waters without wishing to even remotely attempt an environmental sort of uh, metaphor. But, uh, you know, you could have the different, factions being represented by different types of either protesters or industrialists and you could then bring in other other elements so technically speaking um the vampire element which is the sodality uh are they necessarily going to be um are they going to be trying to you know keep mankind going because obviously they need some sort of food source uh, yeah, but you know, there we are. That's that's what I was thinking. I was thinking it's something along the, the environmental lines. Um, so, um, all my, I, my... go on. Just Sorry. quickly to me- mention Ultraviolet. Um, I don't know if you are aware of yeah. that series. Um, yeah. uh, so one of the things about that is it's a vampire flick, but the the main um, the main driver of the vampires is to protect their food source. Yeah. And I, I think that um, uh, that is a really excellent twist uh, on, on on the vampire idea. So definitely um, definitely okay. something to consider for that, to build on that idea. Cool. Like that. Okay. So that was me. I'll, I'll, re- I'll reserve my big bad mm. for a bit later. So... Uh, Yeah, Luke. Right. Oh, so if, if we're reserving big bads for later, because then we've got your yeah. um, brief set out of uh, setting structure and main, main, main antigonus. So I've got, I've got my notes together. So I had three ideas, and you said to try and smush them in to one. So when it comes to setting of, if we're writing a campaign book, yeah. I've seen what do I like about campaigns? And the answer is very little, because... Ah. 
most people that I know, when you get a campaign book, sorry, in a minute now, I've got uh, Destroy of Worlds, uh, mates, let me. And yeah. I've been having a look at it, and I would never run it, but I'd take ideas from it. So I would yeah, okay. cut and paste and repurpose and that kind of stuff. Okay. And again, uh, I was looking at other campaigns, so I got a multi-book one. So if we're going multi-book. There's oh, an yeah. opportunity there, cash thing. So <laughs> in Omine, and I've got the multi-book thing of the Revelation Cycle, which okay. is um, basically like each book gives additional setting material, additional roles, additional character options, but also yeah. a playable scenario that furthers a plot of kind of like a, a holy war, because it's angels and demons, a holy yeah. war progressing. So, okay. You know, so are we going multi-book or not? But the main layout of the book I was thinking, the setting is it because of that, what I would want from any campaign book is a chapter that says, so you don't want to run the main campaign, but you want to pull things from it. So here's how to repurpose a how-to, a toolbox. Okay. Um, and then that got me thinking about um, as a Maze Ascension book, which is um, called Tales of Magic, Dark Adventure. A bit of an unwieldy name. But basically what that is, it took a game that was quite um, famous for navel-gazing. Where you'd sit around, you'd have like long discussions about the nature of reality, and it well, said, "Well, let's blow stuff up. Let's yeah. put in some martial arts role, let's, rules. Let's put in stuff about blowing up bombs." And I thought, "Well, liminal reading yeah. through it is it's quite a quiet, investigative game. So it'd be really good to have an explosive, kick-ass campaign. One that takes what, Doctor Professor, one, one, what one that." One that Paul could plausibly deny. Yeah. Yeah. One that basically <laughs> kicks in the door and says, okay, vampires, werewolves, changelings, um, tea drinking detectives with a second sight. Brilliant. But they're blowing stuff up as well. Fab. So <laughs> my idea for so what I'm going to do is pitch what I was going to run for a liminal campaign. Okay. Which is Great North Road. I'm trying to think of the most British thing I can think of that has uh, that exists both in historic past and present day. So it's basically the A1, and it runs from uh, London in Smithfield's Market all the way up to Edinburgh, and it goes through everywhere that's important in the UK. Doncaster, <laughs> Newcastle. You, you, you chose... <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I had can't believe you had me at Doncaster. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know, right? It sells itself. So, You've uh, just lost a Welsh boat, though, haven't you? <laughs> oh well, with a diversion to, to in Cardiff the other week, and the role play shops there weren't setting me on fire, so I'm not sure if it with a target audience. Ooh. I know, uh, but yes, goes all, all, all the way up from London to Edinburgh, and it takes okay. in quite a few scenic routes. Um, doing things like old, um, so everywhere was all um, coaching inns. It's uh, it's pre pre Roman times, so thinking all in yep. a liminal. How, how does that fit in? What what would that fit in? So this is um, it's a trade route. So any trade route passing through multiple, you'd have different domains, you'd have uh, different fey domains. So okay. you'd have to have rights of safe passage between, uh, so obviously you'd have the Winter King up in Scotland, you've got um, the British fey, fey court in, the, in London, but there could be all these other like duchies and stuff like that along the way. You've got to basically curry favour as you go through. So the campaign would be about maintaining these historical rights of favour, rights of pa passage, di di diplomatic ties. 
um it's about um a tradition so it's 377 miles long and according to google maps it take five days four hours to walk non-stop so if you break break that down to eight hours a day traveling at three miles an hour it would take you five 15 and a half days so if you took so if, if you put a gaius on it or gaius or if you pronounce it a quest kind of thing you have to complete this so every year somebody from london has to travel the great north road to edinburgh to complete the cycle of these tributaries to maintain the old connections and the old rules um and also there's going to be some factions which want to stop that but we'll get on to the great big bad later we'll get into that but yeah so my campaign setting is it's essentially a road trip you've got a time limit you can have time limits per section as well because if you enter a fey realm you've only got a certain amount of time to get in and get out before you have to start doing things like eat food modular as you like so we'd basically be basing around coaching houses historic coaching houses from like the 1200s or even older you can have like uh viking towns you can have anglo-saxon towns you can have anything for british fo folklore you want to throw in is on that route unless it's welsh wow that's a really good idea yes when 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 you first of all said the a1 doncaster mm -hmm. <laughs> i wasn't necessarily on board it also takes in Grantham, which is the birthplace of oh no, the constituency oh, of Margaret Th yes, Thatcher. So that's going to be cursed, a yeah. barren town, virtually oh, dead. Wow. Yeah. It, it would be worth it just to, no, no, no more politics, no more politics. And, and, and an extra cherry. It goes past my my hometown, Weatherby, which was founded by the Knights Templar. So there's there's, there's loads of stuff on it. Mm. yeah so it, it, it's 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 a i never know how to say it either geese or gears gay as but it's it's a West. yeah it but it has and then you've got to work in that first first bit about why is it they're doing it i guess but, well it, it it'd be um so the continuum in in london would have to task someone to do it and it, yeah. it's a dangerous have to be somebody capable but someone who, if they do die on the way, you're not going to be too bothered about. <laughs> okay. The A1. I like that. Yeah. Very clever. Of course, you do realise we may have all come up with a <laughs> half a dozen bloody campaigns, which would be great. Okay. We have environment. We have the A, the Great North Road. Mm. Who, who would like to go next? I'll pitch next. Come on then, Martin. So Martin, Martin G for the purpose Martin, of this storage yes. bod, Martin. Yep. So I started from the idea about okay, we've got a crew. How do we introduce them into the world of liminal and magic? And so I started to think, okay, let, let's give them a story arc. Let's give them something to to work on. So I started with the idea that they start working for a large city consultancy um, who have been around for a very long time. Um, many departments and connections, finance, government, arts and science. Um, but they they date back to at least to Elizabethan times, so may earlier than that. They made their fortune um, 
by investing in things like the Levantine Company, the East India Company. Um, but somewhere along the line, they feel that the establishment has cut them out and betrayed them. And, um, gives, and, and they've always had links to magic. And they feel like even the magical establishment has betrayed them. So they believe that the councils that are Merlin have betrayed them. They believe that uh, everybody has um, almost sidelined them. And they want to reclaim their position almost as a preeminent magical. And they're basically working to reveal the magical world to the real world. They want to bring it together and establish dominion. So this gives your, your, your crew a reason. So they join as trainees. They don't know anything about this. And I'd always thought about the opening opening scene. So they're going through their, their induction. They're going through their management induction or whatever. And they can have multiple backgrounds. And the culmination of the, of the induction is lunch with one of the senior partners. Uh, is welcome to the company. And they have it. They're having this wonderful lunch, traditional dining room, you know, the sort of things covered with pictures of their past, um, showing scenes from the east, and from sort of become taking the sort of tribute. From, and then, as lunch progresses, the the crew notice well, there's there's more than them in on in the room. There's other trainees. They notice one was coming twitchy, and at, at the as dessert is served. They reach into the air and produce a machine gun out of nothing. And they gun down this senior partner. So it just ends up in carnage for them. They fade to black. They they awake in a in a hospital ward. And then they are greeted, they, they are greeted by somebody. And, and, and their, their initial thing is. They've seen this happen. They, they, they think they've seen something as well, but they may have seen the senior partner crumble to dust or something like that, as if he was very, very old. Okay. And they are set to investigate the murder, what is going on. They don't know who's attacked them. But as, as things progress, at some point, they begin to realise, they ask the question, are we the baddies? And they find themselves drawn into an investigation being run by P Division. But okay. it allows them to, it allows people to investigate this uh, magical world, an introduction to the magical world um, from a f f from an outsider point of view. They don't quite know what's going on, but they, they learn it. And perhaps maybe because there's links into the, East India Company, maybe they, they can travel, maybe they do end up in India, maybe they end up in the Middle East trying to find out exactly what this consultancy is up to, how they intend to reclaim their power. Mm. And I shall reveal who the big bad is later. So are there are there sort of elements within this of... Uh, so, so their own sort of powers become... Yeah, they Obviously. start to realise, yeah, they start to reveal. Well, maybe some of them have a knack. They don't understand why they have a knack for certain things. And they start to learn their, about their own powers. Yeah. So an international sort of cartel type thing. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Good. 
I, I, I particularly like the idea of you know that sort of shock entry to yeah. entry to it. You know, and well, there is that as, underpinning. As Mr. Cookson says, well, you start with your well moment, or your first <laughs> session ends with your well moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Okay. okay, Martin. Yeah, come on. So, uh, I, again, I won't reveal the big bad until later. Okay. Uh, and I think, unfortunately, the big who, the identity of the big bad has is so closely linked to the the arc and the setting that uh, this is going to sound a little bit mundane. And who knows? It'll probably sound just as bad when you know who the big bad is. But we'll give it a whirl. So is it, my idea, is it Rod, it's not Rudd, Hull, and Emu or anything. Oh, Dave! Spoilers. Sorry. sorry. Uh, let's just say. Let's just say it's 50 of those. Uh, so. Uh, I thinking so uh setting yeah um so for me liminal and you know respect to martin g and his international angle for for me potential international angle yeah for mm-hmm. for me liminal is a quintessentially british game and yeah. so i did think about i had an idea of like that kind of the fay united nations where like different kind of, you know, you'd have the gin, a bit like American gods kind of thing. You'd have the gin turning up and so on. But then I thought, yeah, that's not really, that's not really liminal for me. I think liminal's a little more parochial than that. And 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 you know, none the worse for that. Although, um although actually I think the gin are they're in there, aren't they? I think. Yes, I mean I think well they've it's it's a it, I think uh but but you're liminal, talking about are, you know the the gin from yes, and there's like you know there's Middle East. The spirits of the Papua New Guinean islanders and so on. We, they yeah. would all, it would all. Wear, I mean, frankly, far too much research. Uh, <laughs> so I, when I was thinking around, I, I basically refer to the three core texts, the unofficial core texts of Liminal for me, which are uh, Reader's Digest, uh, Folklore, Myths and Legends of Great Britain, uh, Julian Cope's Modern Antiquarian, and mm-hmm. the Encyclopedia of Things That Never Were. So those those are my sort of things that I was kind of flicking through. Yeah, the and so, so imagine, if you will, that all the Fey, uh, the Fey kingdoms and realms and duchies are all yeah. linked by uh, you know a a web of invisible links uh, and channeling of power. Well, uh, sort of you know one might almost call them ley lines. Um, mm-hmm. And somebody is switching them off. Uh, so certain realms of the Fae, small ones at first, have somehow just been switched off. They are no longer accessible. Um, and this is happening. So there's now little blackouts of, of the realms. And some, some have reappeared, but they've gone wild. Um, some seem inaccessible, and there is controversy. Basically, um, the the sort of men in black they're pretty keen on this. They're quite happy to see this happen. The Fey are obviously very uh, discombobulated, and those in the liminal spaces in between are trying to negotiate what what is happening and the aggression from Fey, who are saying, "Well, it must be humans doing this." Some Fey are blaming other sort of fundamentalist Fey realms, maybe. Sorcerers and magicians, are they're having their power cut off as well, so they're uh, anxious about what's happening. 
And so the structure of the campaign is essentially investigating why each of these realms or power lines, as it were, what what switched them off? Why 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 are they not working anymore? Um, and the consequences, and then that will build up into obviously a, a sort of a structured campaign. One would hope. The reason I've chose that is that it's kind of a nice in. You've got lots of, you can have lots of kind of well, you know, there's six mm. six of these things have gone dark. So yeah. choose which one you want to go and do, and it might be in Solihull or uh, Firth or Forth, don't matter. Uh, you mm-hmm. can just choose. So you've got quite a lot of agency. So I think for me, some campaigns, while I'd hesitate to say they were a railroad, they're at least railroad adjacent. And I'd like to try and stop that. Um, or, I mean, I know it's yeah. going to be hard, but I'd like to have it a bit more agency about where you where you do investigations. Yeah. Um, and so the structure, therefore, I'm thinking of basically hijacking the conspiracy uh, from Knights Black Agents, where you have quite a, a number of kind of entry level, almost one shots, but the seeds, you know, seeds and breadcrumbs are left in those one shots, and you can build your way up the conspiracy. And the route is not predestined. Um, the, the breadcrumbs can go in any of these scenarios, um, but they will hopefully lead, obviously, to some extent, there's got to be a railroad because at the end of it is the big bad in all yeah. their menacing glory. But uh, you've got, I think the way there, I, I kind of like the idea of a bit more agency. And in terms of how we want to do it, I think it gives a lot of freedom to people to write the individual scenarios. Sections. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then you've got your sort of, what, what I believe in TV land is called your you know, series coordinator or story consultant or whatever. And they've just got to make sure the breadcrumbs get laid, as it were. Sorry, that that sounds okay. worse than it went to. Um, no, no, no. So yeah, so that's 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 that was my okay. thinking. So uh, some something is turning. So actually, so something is turning off these leylands, and, and is are, is each sort of thing structured around uh, somebody's blaming somebody else within? Yeah. So there could be some interfaction kind of blame going on. Mm-hmm. It could simply be a you know a haunted house mystery. What you know, what what has switched off this uh, this particular location, or it could be the location has been switched on again, but it's gone wild, or it could be that it's been switched on again and somebody unexpected has got access to it. Um, that you know, so it's that kind of you can mess around with it as much as you like, but the key thing is something is switching on and off these portals, realms, whatever you micro realms, power, yeah. Yeah, 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 and uh, you know. You've got to investigate. Mm. So it's a bit monster of the week, mm. but hopefully then with enough breadcrumbs to lead you on and up. So there we go. That's my pitch for the structure. Again. Good. I think I think so far. Uh there's three pretty decent campaigns there, plus mine. <laughs> okay. So Ralph. All right. Turn turn to you now. Yeah, I'm going to kind of um, phone it in a little bit because what I'm going to talk about is something that I've already done. Um, I did about more than 20 years ago, uh, which was, um, well, what? so the problem I have is I don't really know Liminal, uh, but I know the general sort of idea about a a UK-based 
uh, urban fantasy type setting. And, and that's basically what I did in Department V. It was basically the Sweeney um, hunting down people in the world of darkness. And yeah. um, it was one, one of the ways, one of the things that I really wanted to do was to break the stereotypes of the world of darkness and um, present the monsters from a, on a, um, uh, the human side. Um, Department V, it, I swear it did start before Ultraviolet was aired, but there was this amazing coincidence that basically I was running a, a, a sort of a Sweeney or professionals type organization who were hunting down vampires. And then suddenly that was on the screen with Jack Davenport and, uh, and, um, Susanna Harker and various people. Um, okay. but it also took inspiration from, um, well, Department S, which was also then um, parodied as Division X in Grant Morrison's The Invisibles. Mm -hmm. uh, but basically, it it allowed a police procedural structure with a number of separate missions that gradually became part of a wider conspiracy, overcoming that, um, okay. and uh, also allowed leading in heavily to whatever absurd um Sweeney type tropes you wanted to put into it um and it didn't have to be that ridiculous but uh, the benefit was it was a a shadowy agency with a certain amount of um a certain amount of freedom to do what it wanted to do and a bunch of disparate characters coming together who were all focused on a task um and and I thought about this as looking at some of your um prompts from the the show notes the, the initial notes, which was, okay, are they being drawn in? Are they absolute neophytes? Good, but it's difficult to actually make that work as a focus campaign. So mm -hmm. I would then go up to the sort of the next level to say that they've been brought in as specialists. So they, they, um, they represent an existing faction, whatever that faction is, but I would call that faction being an agency. And then, so they had a remit to go and investigate stuff and um, report back and you know, deal with issues as they turned up. Um, I've, I, I want to give a, a couple of sh a shout out to a game, well, a couple of games that I've played that have worked really well with this kind of format. One was run by a friend, Dawn, and um, she ran this game called ICSP. And it was basically another you are an agency of uh, of you know slightly paramilitary police types investigating problems but what we got was we got a whole load of sheets of different things to investigate and then it was sandboxy and we were free to go and investigate the ones that we thought were interesting and um i think that that on a much smaller scale now i've never played marsignola thotep but i get the i get the feel that the players have a certain amount of choice in which in what to pursue and i think yeah. that that's actually a really powerful thing to um to empower the group so what i would do is police procedural leaning into the sweeney ultraviolet also life on mars if you want a bit of um, sort of liminal stuff there um and and the follow-up you know ashes to ashes um and also but also sort of initially starting with a whole load of what looked like unconnect police procedural stuff that then 
then form part of a greater whole. So I, I think I'm strongly aligned with the idea of having this conspiramid. Um, that's an excellent idea. Um, and I think it it gives the characters plenty of agency to draw their own conclusions. Um, and there was a there there is an overarching big bad associated with that, which I'm not going to mention it yet. But I did write a couple of other notes about this, um, yeah. and specifically to talk about you know, do you want neophytes? Do you want an existing faction? Do you want people who are intimately involved? I said mm -hmm. I would go no higher than an existing faction. Um, but we've been watching Leverage Redemption recently. I don't know if you've seen much Leverage or um, really no. fan, yeah, underrated series. Um, but Leverage Redemption is where they go international. And so there's the idea that they have um, Leverage International. And, and they're basically a group of talented people who are they're, they're private operatives who just solve problems and they're thieves who who basically make their money by um, stealing for the bad guys whilst balancing the scales in favour of the people the bad guys have wronged. If, yep. if you're mixing in the Sweeney, you've got the opportunity for everyone to say slag every five minutes. Well, or there, you're going there, down. There, there is... <laughs> I remember that old John Hughes joke, which is like, get your clothes on, love. You're nicked. <laughs> mm. I, I like the idea of the, the classic Sweeney line, except said by a werewolf, which is sort of, we're the Sweeney son and we haven't had our dinner. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, has anybody read Paul Connell's series, the Shadow Police series? No. no. Are, Dave, we haven't, you, haven't, you actually haven't bought, we haven't given you anything to buy yet. You should go and read that. That's an interesting <laughs> police, police procedural based, uh, based in London. Think Rivers of London, but probably darker. Uh, okay. a, a bit grimmer but he's, a, he's only written three of them um first one's called shadow no it's called london falling then you have the severed streets and then the third one which is fantastically got a great title because it's called who killed sherlock holmes <laughs> but it's, okay. and it's a very interesting idea and i did sort of play with actually the idea of doing a, a liminal police procedural type campaign yeah okay so, was was there anything in between? So, what we're doing with the, the 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 idea of the Sweeney is, we are hunting down specifically things that the, the Sweeney, whatever the Sweeney ends up looking like, that are in some way sort of harming, I don't know, harming the populace or something, and then it would be, be that, or it'd be something I think a bit more general, which is is uh, more of the X Files format that just investigates there's strange, strange things happening but they are tied to actual crimes okay could we make it explicitly 1970s mm -hmm. i'm going to try try and summarize it so martin martin c this is martin cookson m cookie one two three i haven't asked anybody to introduce themselves again Fucking hell. uh so the setting was in the uk and we have, uh, to summarise, uh, we have the uh, ley lines or the power to the fey realm or the magical realm. Someone is switching them off. And as a result of which, uh, we have to bring together a group of people to try and establish exactly why that's happening. <clears throat> is that a fair summation? Yeah, I'll go with that. Okay. Martin G. 
Martin's was the uh, particularly graphic opening section of a, a city consultancy who've recruited a group of people who appear to be in some ways sort of fantastical but do, does everybody else know that they're fantastical but in in uh, this city consultancy who are attempting to reveal the magical world and therefore take it over or at least trying to as an international cartel turn it into some sort of trading ability is that fair mm-hmm. yeah with ralph we had uh we had the uh sweeney <laughs> Sweeney of the liminal world, uh, hunting down a number of different things via sort of a police procedural. However, within that sort of sandbox, there are some uh, cookies that are hidden uh, that will lead to a, a grand conspiracy. Uh, then we have with Nook, we had uh, at the, this more of a sort of a, a, a toolbox campaign as a way you sort of described, but essentially it's birthed based around the Great North Road uh, and maintaining the rights of favour and diplomatic ties between the Fae and, and you could one could argue perhaps the magical realm mm-hmm. and renewing connections, relationships, treaties, uh, keeping the peace between enemies, but clearly centred around the uh, historical A1 superhighway north with Doncaster being the, the best episode we're looking forward to. And then you had uh, me, where my campaign was actually based on uh, uh, environmental damage. And uh, somebody is trying to uh, trying to ruin uh, the real world, it would appear, by fo- uh, fostering or sponsoring uh, environmental catastrophes uh as unearthed by the green man or jack in the green but why is it happening he says in his best robert robinson voice so uh, again to summarize further so we can get it down to sort of uh sound bites we have uh martin's ley lines being switched off martin's uh, city consultancy and uh, international cartel we had ralph liminal sweeney we had Nook's uh, A1 North Road, and we had uh, me, uh, Swampy's environmental campaign. So I'm going to come in uh, in reverse order of having uh, having spoken. So, Ralph, what are you going to, what would you say will be uh, the first of what will clearly be then uh, five liminal campaigns? <laughs> <laughs> Which would you? Which would be your 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 bid or your vote for the first one? Um, well, I think they're all fantastic. All, all of yours, they're great. Um, uh, thinking about the sort of practicality of running the game, um, yeah. I I do think the sort of the conspiracy thing works extremely well. But what I also think works really well, and something you maybe don't see too much of, is the the notion of a road trip. Um, that's not so. Sort of, I, I also very much like the the environmental angle, so um, very torn. But I'm going to go with Nooks um, because I think that it, it's uh, it's structurally very interesting, but it also is very grounded in in UK geography, and uh, and so yeah, 
good concept there. Thank you very much. Okay, and uh, Martin C. Yeah, uh, I'd say, well, to, to, I mean, first of all, it's, yeah, to echo what you just said, really, it's just really a uh, lovely display of sort of imagination and sort of, uh, you know, thinking about the, thinking about the sort of brief. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, so I really like the idea of the, the hidden company going back to Elizabethan times, which is now mutated into a management consultancy. I think that's a lovely, that's a lovely sort of concept. So I did like yeah. that. Uh, I like the environmental campaign. Uh, and I had that, I think one of the, I, one of the things you said, Dave, was like, you'd have like a different campaign, maybe every um, episode, yeah. which you would have big get involved in. I, I really like that. So, you know, it might be, like you say, it might be swampy one week, dangling from a tree. It might be, um, you know, sort of coastal fracking. erosion. Yeah, for anti-fracking. And I kind of like that. And, it, and I think, and I know it's, you know, I, I, you risk switching people off, but I think uh, I like games that have a political with a small P element. Yeah. And yeah. and I think something like an environment is about as kind of, you know, that that's a fairly, le- the, not uh, the least controversial maybe way you could do politics in a, in a, role-playing game perhaps so i really like that um love the sweeney because you know it's the sweeney uh what's not to like um and also the kind of police procedural breadcrumbsy thing which obviously is like my bag as well so i really like that idea that's that's great yeah but again what can i say uh you had me at doncaster uh it's just the the idea of a road trip campaign i think is really good i think it's it as it, I was as it was wearing man in my mind. I was thinking like uh, nineteen, I don't know, mid eighties maybe. There was like a Hellblazer sequence where John Constantine has to leave London and he goes all the way through and he like meets New Age travellers and encounters kind of rural things and 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 that that's what kind of resonated with me and I kind of like that. Um, yeah, and the time limits on each episode and an overall time limit. I think that's really good. So yeah, it's going to be new. I'm afraid. I'm not afraid. Uh, I'm, you know, just yeah, very, very good. You yep. can see the, the. I like the idea of you know, coaching houses have become travel lodges, and it's all a bit seedy in places. And yeah, really good. Okay, Martin G. Now, Martin yeah, I'd like to echo. I mean, it's been really good. I mean, the imagination show is fantastic, and. I like all of the concepts. I really liked yours, Dave, actually. I like the environmental thing. I thought that would have been really, really interesting. Um, the, well, um, but I'm but not voting for it. Yeah. I'm not voting for it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like the road trip, but I think this is a, a campaign. I'm wondering how we actually stretch that. To, certainly if you keep it confined to the UK, whether you could. And, but, but there's lots of interesting ideas to explore. Um English and uh, Scottish folklore. Uh, if you're going up that way, you can you could introduce like the, the Toad Man, things like that, things of all, all that kind of um, folklore, which would be really interesting. Uh, cookies game. Cookies always Mr. Imaginative. So yeah, it's great. But you had me at Sweeney. It's just like it, it's it is almost something which I'd kind of thought about. I mean, that police procedural you could play. And if you said it in the 70s or early 80s, 
all kinds of things. You've got, if you want politics, I mean, if you base it early 80s, you've got you've got minor strikes, you've got God, you've got all things, all kinds of things going on. So yeah, it'd be the Sweeney for me. It's certainly if you throw professionals in as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a degree of down memory laming, laning here, isn't there really? But, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you slag. Uh, look. Right. It's, uh, it's oh, clearly... Uh, I haven't said it again yet. You can't vote for the A1 road trip. I know, but uh, it's okay because we have lots of other ones to choose from, which are all, again, really good. So I'll be, I'll be make, making notes. I'll be nicking those for my own little campaign when I run it anyway. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. I can't do the Great North Road now because my group would know about it. And and we probably copyrighted it. And I'll see. Yes, I'm just uh, in a um, OGL one, <laughs> 1.0 way. Way just uh, I know why now, haven't I? This is the open Frankenstein's license. Yeah, everybody yeah. will get full credit clearly, but you know, <laughs> OFL. Um, no money. So I, I, I love the Sweeney idea. Um, I, you could really get into the characters as well. You know, um, accents and the characters, and it'd be just brilliant. Um, and uh, I'm loving Martin's just like opening of violence as well, which is just the, the wow factor there is great. And I'm loving Dave's. Um, Right, right to Rome is what I'm thinking. You know, it's kind of like uh, taking taking out the national spaces. But um, I'm going to go with what, what I'm referring to in my mind as uh, Cookie's last days of magic. Mm-hmm. It's uh, ley lines, and I think because it's got an immediate big plot hook, uh, and it has so many different reasons it could be. And I would like to pitch that the actual reason for it is in ill-defined so you can play it out differently each time so it could be vampires one time it could be fade the next it could be werewolves the next mm-hmm. I, I thought it could tie in with dave's actual environmental actually there's actually an interesting crossover there yeah well yeah. you wait till you hear who my big bad is yeah <laughs> is it is it margaret thatcher is it, is it, well, dave? No, it that's real life dave i don't like to think about that no that's <laughs> Two worlds colliding. Oh, no. I'll have to use my safe word. <laughs> Keep on about Thatcher. Is, is your safe word Kinnock or something like that? <laughs> Tebbit. Yeah. Oh, God. God. Okay. Me. It's me now. Well, clearly I can't vote for the environmental campaign, but that's okay. I. I I really like this idea of when you were talking about the ley lines, you know, the power switching, being switched off. I just had this sort of, you know, uh, this mental concept of all these things just winking out of existence and what, what's what's going on, which, which I thought would be really good. Uh, Martin's city consultancy. I think, I think that's a, there's a, there is a, there is a huge big bad there in the background because there's not sort of like a an economic economically motivated uh group really uh in there that sort of hides its nature in a very very mundane setting 
I think that's that's brilliant. And I particularly like the idea of opening up <laughs> with somebody popping out of a hole with a machine gun. I think that's a brilliant idea. Ralph Sweeney, yeah, for, for all the reasons that we've just talked about, uh, clearly the ability to say, you know, you're nicked is is almost <laughs> too much to bear. But but I think you're also right that you can it's it's always most of the Sweeney's look very, very obvious on the on the face of it, but there's always something else in the background that you know never quite gets sorted out, which is great. Uh, the the environmental campaign, you know, there are, you, you could be a bit worthy with it, but I think there's some stuff that you could you could speak out of that difficulty. However, I I am going to vote for, and as with Martin, you had me at Doncaster. Uh, I quite like this idea of. Uh, because I think there's lots you can manipulate around maintaining these rights of favour and diplomatic ties and the interest groups that you would have that at every turn could be trying to scotch you, making sure these things get renewed or that they get... Uh, I thought that was... that's. I think that's a very... And I think there's quite a bit you could hang off it as well. The diplomatic ties bit, I couldn't particularly enjoyed and and it doesn't necessarily have to be with the fay all the time does it no it could be you know so um, there's the jaeger mm-hmm. the werewolf clan who have this sort of idea you know that they are the hood you know the you know, the uh robin hood types you know it could be renewing those sorts of factions and i thought that's good so and and also you can then call it the Great North campaign or Great North Road campaign. I think it's a great idea. Really do. So I'm I'm voting with Noak as well. There we are. So yeah, a definite win. But I have to say, when when I'm sitting down with Mitch, <laughs> I'll be saying, now hang on. We may have we may have a production line for you, Paul. <laughs> it runs through Sheffield though, so we're all right there. <laughs> See, that may well be the clincher for him. Okay, I like that. I, I really do like that. Uh, everything is combined. Yeah, good. So, it looks like the uh, the Great North Road is going to be the uh, is going to be the campaign that we go for. Happy days. Happy days. So. Now the other bit of this, and I'm not sure whether it will work entirely, but if if there is going to be this sort of big bad, whether it is a big bad person or a big bad faction or whatever it might be, and whether it's coloured by being able to work into this idea of the Great North Road um, being um, the central arc, I don't know, but it'd be interesting to sort of see what your uh, uh, what your ideas are with regard to a big bad. So, should we maybe uh, go in reverse? Perhaps, Ralph, who would you say, who should be or who would be, who would you like to have as the manipulating force in the background, be it in person ba- or several? Specifically in the background of, of, like, the Great North Road. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, because it, it seems like, so that's good to tie that down. Um mm. I would immediately say somebody who, somebody or something or some organisation that has a vested interest of seeing, um, seeing the pilgrimage fail, seeing the, um, uh, you know, so so that if you, if 
so then you've got to first of all know that know what the consequences are of the pilgrimage failing. Um, but let's say that uh, if if this is mostly happening in the supernatural landscape rather than the natural landscape, the, this this sort of discord that may happen as a result of the pilgrimage failing um, will will only benefit factions in the supernatural world. So I would say I'd, so. Like again, again, I say I don't know liminal, but mm. um, seely and unseely courts, um, I, I would say, are all, always an interesting thing to uh, to to play off each other. Yeah. Um, or as a misdirect. Um, so initially, you say that the they are two major factions who may be interested in whether or not this succeeds, um, yeah. but actually, perhaps it's a it's a third party. Um, I, I think that it would be, it would have to be, the if the consequences, well, okay, I'll go a different way. No, what are the consequences of this pilgrimage not being completed? Well, well so, good question. So, this is um, historic rites of passage. So, it's 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 gives you safe passage from London to Edinburgh. And this was established over a thousand years years ago so it, it predates the um viking invasion it it, it in fact probably about two thousand years it, it's an old it's a pre-roman road so it's right. going to be um pre-modern era what so the you, pilgrimage request does is it gives um the faction which um the players belong belong to the ability to travel up and down this route unmolested but this is an agreement that's it, it's two thousand years old, so someone will have been stiffed, and the world has changed. So yeah. the big bad could be someone who is who was originally stiff two thousand year, years ago, and now wants to renegotiate the terms, or it could be an up and coming faction who can't establish themselves because there's this treaty that has everything just plowing through through the land, and they want to cut of the action. Well, then, then I would say that my my preferred enemy would be a, a would be a a direct political enemy of the faction who mm. would benefit from yeah you know, it's going to be like the house of trades Harkonnen thing um you know that that uh, uh, um and that that's another point I'll make that in a moment but but I think that it would be a, a an opposing faction who would benefit from um the this this group you know the group that you belong to being discredited or humiliated or something like that um mm -hmm. and they, that it's a zero-sum game and they their game uh, you know our loss would be their game um thinking about the harkonnen atreides kind of parallel one thing i wrote down was that you know the if you if we're going to personify a big bad you can have one person who has personal power and objective you can have one person representing an organization and what's important there is the stated credo of the organization um mm -hmm. but the other thing is you can have one person representing paymasters and that's different from the second one because um you know the the paymasters may have a totally different objective to the big bad frontman and of course if you, you take the dune example then of course the emperor is behind it and had a different objective to the harkonnens um so I would think in those terms, aside from that, I don't really have any 
concrete thoughts about the kind of big bad. Um, but I am very much interested in fairy politics. So I, I think I should leave it there and let someone else have a crack. So you'd maybe look at somebody who is the fey realm, as it were. Yes. Okay. So not necessarily the most obvious beneficiary, but someone who is easily sort of uh, passing off blame to somebody else. So in the fey realm, in the fey realm, you've got things like the Winter King, obviously. You've got the Green Man, as I talked about before. Then you've also got the, what's the Queen of Hyde Park, what's she? So there's a few. Okay, but it's, it's essentially it's the fey realm almost battling against itself kind of thing. Okay, within reason. Okay. Uh, Martin, Martin G this time. Who who was your original big bad? So who would my, you say the big bad would be now? Okay, so my original big bad was going to be a descendant of John D, because what I didn't realise was Arthur D, who's um, John D's son, had seven sons. And we could have had a seven son and a seven son, and we could have gone through something like that. And that would be the D family who were actually trying to reclaim. They feel very badly treated by Elizabeth I and James I, um, who they blame James I almost for removing a lot of their power and the magic in the realm. So that was my original big bad. Ooh. Now, it goes from London to Edinburgh, isn't it? It, it does indeed. So we could have something to do with the D family. James um, Stewart. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, he could, it could be to do something with, with, with the Stuarts and actually, or almost something to do with um, severing the links between England and Scotland. It could be something around around that because the road leads to Edinburgh. Well, be, be, maybe, maybe other, it's a city consultancy. Yeah, it could be <laughs> something like that. You yeah, have an independence be, vote. The other thing I was thinking, actually, um, and this would be a very, it's almost like a, quite a small big bag, but it would be interesting because somebody who wants to disrupt the Great North Road, somebody's very famous for the Great North Road, Dick Turpin. <laughs> or, or certainly the ghost of Dick Turpin could ghost turn it. up on the Great North Road. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, so it looks yeah. like Sid James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was big dick turbid. Yeah. Always yeah. <laughs> the classic Morgan Le Fay or, or the classic big bads who who uh, who want to see England dissolve basically collapse because actually after they were defeated and Mordred and things they were but you could you could have somebody like that in the background who's okay. manipulating everything. You could have a really big bad if you wanted. Mm. Okay, so uh, so we've either got the idea of this. Sorry, I'm, I'm put, possibly putting mm. words in your mouth. This is a, this this John D. Yeah, consultancy. Yeah, or Morgana Le Fay, yeah. or unless of course the two are connected. But okay, it could be. Okay, yep. Starting to write a campaign, everybody. <laughs> Martin, Martin C. Uh, Martin C. Who was right. your original big bad? And okay, to... I'm not sure it's going to fit in, so I'm just going to go. Because to be honest, I I had the idea of the big bad before I had the idea of my campaign structure. So, so it's our whole idea of like switching off and on power nodes across the country, sort of thing. So, if I tell you the plan of the big bad first, okay. so the plan of the big bad is one day. These are all experiments, basically proof of concept. Because at one point in the campaign. 
this organization and the guy behind it is just going to switch everything off, going to disrupt every channel of fairy power and the whole United Kingdom's fairy realm will go dark. Okay. And then he will say, I can switch you all back on again. It's not like Vladimir Putin, basically. I can switch you all back on again if you make me your king, my your high king. Um, but without me as your high king, then these lines and these nodes remain dark. So who is it? And what is the organisation? Can well, we guess? What organisation? What organisation knows the British landscape knows all the ins and outs, the monuments, the stones, the historic buildings. It's the Ordnance Survey. Uh, so the Ordnance Survey was originally founded in 1745 uh, by William Roy, a minor Scottish engineer, okay. a Scottish military engineer. So in my world, he's still alive. He has, through various arcane methods, made himself immortal. And uh, for long centuries, this has been his plan. He's known of the Fey Realm because how could you survey British landscape and not? And he has plotted long to make himself High King of the Fey Realms. And he has done it like from behind the uh, the veil of the Ordnance Survey. Have you, for, have you, for example, ever wondered what's inside a trig point? Well, I can tell you, it's a switch. <laughs> uh, so... So it's that. So it's the Ordnance Survey, basically. That's what was his name? Uh, William Roy. I do find it. Uh, I thought you were going to say the National Trusts, actually. <laughs> I, 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 I thought that or English Heritage. But they, I mean, they're, they're probably involved. I mean, you know. <laughs> Those fuckers. With, with the paramilitary wing, wing of but, the... But it's the Ordnance Survey pulling the strings. I thought you were going to go for true evil and say, like, Virgin Media. <laughs> There was a there was um uh, was it a strip magazine in the nineteen nineties and it was it's a strip called uh, Jenny Styrene, which was um, cyberpunk where Great Western Railways were the overarching corporation. Very oh. British. TWR. Okay. Yeah. So now we come to the architect. Oh, well, let's we'll, we'll keep you last because you've got to reveal who you believe is your now. My big bad, I'll, I'll go next. My big bad. See, so this was as part of this sort of environmental campaign. My big bad actually uh, was uh, was the ghostly world. It's 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 the realm of ghosts, and what they were trying to do was essentially to get rid of the bit that hampers them, which is people carrying on living, and they would then, you know, essentially then clearly in, re-inhabit the world as they wished it to be, not interrupted by everything changing all the time. So they want to keep everything the same. Now, I, I had actually got down to the idea that it would be uh, uh, like a lich of some sort. Uh, but, you know, obviously with a liminal twist on, on that, but, but the ghost world, the ghostly world, was actually what I was going to do. And they would be, they would be similar to some of the other people you've talked about. You've talked about setting each of the factions against each other so that they could you know hasten this sort of destruction so it was some sort of lich in the ghost world that i was looking to uh, to put in as the big bad so jacob rees-mogg then <laughs> oh. see now i wasn't going to say it but if i'm absolutely honest 
<laughs> it was a Victorian the, ghost. It was in the back of my mind. Oh, that's that's who it is. Yeah, that's who it is. But I, clearly, we would never have been able to do that. But you know, an MP from Somerset wouldn't be a bad uh, bad antagonist. Anyway, so the ghostly world is the one I was thinking of. But it's kind of tied into that environmental campaign, unless, of course, uh, rites of passage are denied to ghosts along the Great North Road. In which case, they could be involved somewhere, which is your uh, Dick Turpin idea, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Right, Nook. So, right. you give us your big uh, bad before before we we throw it out and say no, that's rubbish. We make some notes. Basically, I want to win, so I want to pull everybody's ideas and, and <laughs> like it's like a liminal a ghost, the ghost of Dick Turpin, who is a. Uh, He's a surveyor, yeah. Well, I, I, I'd have that in there now, actually. So I'm going to just go straight out here and say that Cookie's idea of ordnance survey is just actual freaking genius. It's uh, good to do. Um, that is, that good is to do. amazing. I, I, I'm stealing that. That is. But so, um, I have three tiers of bad. Ooh, it's like a cake. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, it's not Mr. Kipling. <laughs> no, but he is uh, a possibility. It's Delia no. Smith. It's going pretty up that way. Uh, Mr. Kipling never existed. It's a marketing ploy. It's a simple flower. So, no. why have we got three tiers? So, the journey up the Great North Road is an opportunity to have a three-cycle structure for uh, episodes based on the Super Supernatural TV series formula, which is a Monster of the Week episode, Character development, uh, stroke plot episode, and then comedy. So yeah. you have those. So Monster of the Week is obviously just a Monster of the Week. You go in, you, you arrive in a new, new place and there's a threat, you overcome it, you move on. Um, so what are the Monsters of the Week? So each stop is an opportunity for, because this is about right, right of passage and ancient, uh, ancient agreements, is for the owner of that locale so be it the jager family hunting grounds or a vampire's domain or a fey court or a ghostly dick turpin holding a section of the road each stop is an opportunity to renegotiate the terms of passage so it can be a fight it can be diplomacy it can be a social test it can be a mystery to solve so there's tier one which is basically just like doing the job you've set out to do which is to ensure the rights of passage are maintained across the great the great north road yep tier two are lieutenants for the big bad and each lieutenant will tie in to the backstory of one of the players so this in itself coming on to the next thing would be like a, maybe a three times number of players episodic structure so you have um you have th- three players you'll have uh nine chapters Plus tenth being the final showdown, the arrival. Mm-hmm. So the final one is so the big bad is and I've got a good reveal. Quandus Vaughan. Again reach. Why Quandus right. Vaughan? Because as longtime listeners will know, and anybody who has heard an episode with Dirk on, Quandus Vaughan is defined by the players. So Qantas Vaughan has done something to one of, to eat each of the players that is so unspeakably awful that they have sworn 
enmity to him. They've taken a personal quest, a guess, if you will, to see him dead or commensurately punished. Uh, and they define what he's done, and that's definition defines him or her, it. Um, and there's a couple of guiding questions to ask, which is, so why can't you just take Corndust Born Down yourself? Um, what lieutenants does Corndust Born have? Because you basically, it, it's uh, going down to kicking the door thing. This is looking to be like a Kill Bill kind of revenge tragedy as well. So Corndust Vaughan is somehow opposed to the rites of passage to the treaty and will ultimately um, benefit from pulling it down. So why have the players signed up? Because at the end of the road is Corndust Vaughan and the only way they're going to be allowed to go all the way through all these different areas, their end goal is to get get there and take out Corndust Vaughan. But to do that, they've got to play the dip diplomat. Uh, and the other one is Qantas Vaughan is an unknown quantity. Uh, so if, one of the guiding questions is, if Qantas Vaughan was stood right, right next to you now, you wouldn't know know who he is. Why? So what are his powers? What, what does he command? So could he be a vampire? Could he be a werewolf? Could he be a sorcerer? Could he be a lich? Could he be a fae? And it'll be different every single one, but it won't actually alter the ongoing overall plot because he's still got that straight line you're going up and you've still got the goals along the way so corner's form could be anybody you want within the structure laid out yeah yeah, yeah. At okay and obviously for legal reasons we give him a different name yeah <laughs> <laughs> john smith von well Von Discord, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Is that the gl gluten free corn, or is it the. Uh, <laughs> well, whichever the ones are most evil. Yeah, it's See, probably the non gluten free one because that will really play with the coliacs. Uh -huh. I would say so. Right. Wow. Okay, so we have uh, my, my rather um, vague a lich in the ghost world, but it's the ghost world against whom uh, they, they are the ones who stand to benefit the most in uh, closing off the Great North Road. We have uh, Nux Quandus Vaughan, who actually is, uh, is defined by the players. And someone has done you wrong. Mm -hmm. Sounds a bit country and western when you say it like that, doesn't it? It's, there is, yeah. So, uh, Corner Thorn, take, take the wheel. <laughs> It'll be a Chris Christopherson song, that. Corner Thorn, don't get me wrong. Uh, Ralph was looking at the Fey realm, or somebody from uh, the Fey realm is the person who's taking the biggest interest in closing off uh, the uh, diplomatic side of the mission, perhaps. They wanted to fail so that they are granted to come to the, the uh, control over the, the Great North Road. We had Martin's, the John D. Consultancy. Uh, and by the way, correct me if I'm wrong, but with in the background, perhaps uh, another layer, which could be the Morgana Le Fay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And uh, then we had uh, Martin's. It's the Ordnance Survey who are uh, the, the 
<laughs> the protagonist with uh, William Roy at the head, uh, disrupting this. Um, we'd have to think about. You'd have to think about it with each of these. We'd have to think about what it actually is. Is the is the the primary sort of scope? But I think I think we'll, we we can we can kind of take that bit offline, perhaps, and maybe draw on um, uh, draw on um, some of uh, Paul Mitchell's advice. Okay, so we have the Lich from the Ghost World from me, Quandus Vaughan or Vondus Quorn, the Fey Realm. This idea of this John D consultancy uh, and William Roy and the Ordnance Survey. Switching it off for the High King. Okay, so uh, look, who are you going for? And clearly you cannot vote for your own suggestion, so it can't be Condus Vaughan, I'm afraid, defined by the players. No, but um, because the Great North Road is, it's an old road, It's yeah. it doesn't actually exist as in its original form anymore so maybe the audience survey does want to redefine it uh change its, bound, its boundary lines uh which would then re redefine the uh treaty and redefine the rights of passage and travel along it so i, I i'm gonna have to go with with cookie because I, I i'm in the presence of genius i just can't get over it <laughs> the switches good uh ralph We'll go with you now. For whom oh. you cannot vote, for, obviously, for the Fey Realm. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, oh, so many good choices. Um, I, well, I like all. Gosh, this is a struggle. <laughs> I'm kind of inclined to say John D, though. Okay. Um. I was kind of a kind of a gut feel. Um, I think I think it's because I like the sense of a um, uh, if there is actually a if if it's possible to credibly put a family history along that area of uh, along that stretch of of England and have those families influence that area um, and weave it in that way and also weave in. Um, some of the other antagonists you talked about, I think that that would be good. The thing that, um, the thing is, it's like I, I don't see much difference from that. Comparing that with, say, an evil lich king, mm. if you start to bring in the the whole Morgan Le Fay type of stuff and and some kind of uh, former harm being done, yeah, um, or, or or some desire to control the area. Um, I think I'd be more at ease with with running those than the others. I, all of them fantastic. Um, yeah. uh, so, okay, I'm, I'm going to go with John D. And okay. uh, the, the or the seventh son of the seventh son of John D. Or, or whatever it's going to mm. be. Okay, uh, Martin C. You cannot vote for Ordnance Survey, I'm afraid. Uh, right. Well, I, I, yeah. I so the uh, Quantus Vaughan thing. I, I obviously there's a, instinctively I quite like that idea, but I I'm just going to be like a bit of a curmudgeon and say I think part of the joy of a campaign is reveals, and I think if from the very get go you know the bad guy, then I'm not sure you'll lose some of the kind of show stopping moments of aha, but it was 
Mr. Tibbles all along. Um, so, so I don't know if there's kind of like um, it might rob a campaign of a little impetus. Now, I could be wrong. I mean, obviously, it's my own sort of gut instinct on that. Um, so I think I'm going to plump for I like John D. I like like I'd like I'd like to weave in kind of you know historical figures and and stuff like that. I think it's really good, and I think liminal works really well for that. And I like the idea basically of two essentially corporate city firms like big lawyer firms or whatever they are actually having this whole kind of substrata of sorcerers and rivalries that go way way beyond the kind of big bang of the 1980s you know they're just kind of they, they, they've always these corporations have always been there and they always will and mm-hmm. I, so i really like that so i'm gonna i'm gonna plump for that good uh, martin g you cannot vote for John D. I'm afraid, I but I really like the ordnance survey. Just looking at it, it's got some it's got some real legs. And actually, if you look at the history of it with it, with its formed after the Jacobite risings, we've got rows between England and Scotland. It, it it kind of fits. I'm not quite sure how it fits. So whether they want <laughs> to um because actually they want to keep the road open and maybe yeah so. I don't know. They might almost be responses for it. So, but yeah, but I do think ordnance surveys just sounds like sounds like fun. And there's a lot of history in there, and maps are wonderful. And you've got a map already. <laughs> yeah, but the key thing is what what have they always left off the maps? Oh, this is very, very true. Think about what they left oh. off, and maybe maybe they do have a map which shows the boundaries. They've got all mm. sorts of maps, mate. Yeah. Good. Okay. So. T- this is this is. I can see this is going to be worse than it, the previous two series, <laughs> where I'm left with the judgment of Solomon. Uh, to brother, uh, clearly the ghostly world is where we should have based everything, but uh, that leaves yeah, I've got to leave something for Paul Mitchell to do. Condes Vaughan, I, I I love the idea of you never know who it is. They could literally be standing against you and they are trying to demolish your life. I do like that. But I do think that, I I think that hunting somebody down like that could almost be a subtext within this. And 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 actually, that that could also be another thing. One one thing I was thinking about is if you if you had any side quests sort of thing, is there would there be something that can distract it? So I'm not going to go with Condor's form. I'm not going to go with the Fey realm, uh, although I do think the Fey realm has an enormous part to play in this, and partly because I think uh, I think almost every single liminal scenario would have something to do with the Fey realm. Although this still will do, because obviously we've got to we've got to re-establish diplomatic ties along the Great North Road. Again, I, I love John D. I love the consultancy. I love the idea of, in, in my mind, it's the idea of breaking this, breaking both the spiritual and the and the sort of the the fey and the liminal world. But you've also got an overlay on that, which could be it forms the union. It's about breaking the union between Scotland and England in the real world. So there could almost be a sort of a, a, a double in there. 
And I really, really do absolutely love the Ordnance Survey. And I love the Ordnance Survey because that's really, it would it would introduce something completely different into liminal that looks mundane, but actually is, is real, real fabric of it. Now, my only issue is, I'm wondering whether the Ordnance Survey might be the in for the players. And actually, they represent the Ordnance Survey. But the Ordnance Survey is defined by liminal. But the big bad is this, is this John D. consultancy. And, and it's some sort of massive trading network, but the fundamental bit, and it was something that actually Nook said earlier on, somebody has been stiffed by the rites of passage. But I wonder whether it's the something in the background has, has united the liminal worlds of Scotland and England. Yeah, it could be entirely appropriate, new season, new approach. If there's a draw, you can have both. <laughs> uh, but there's not going to be a draw. Oh, okay. Um, I am going to vote. It was two to both Martins. It's a Martin off. I am going for uh, John D. Mm. I'm going for John D because I love, I've just, it could be so dark. And it's got, it's, it's got a fantastic sort of set of things that, that really, you know, that, that kind of nebulous, it is the Condus Vaughan, isn't it? What have they got their hands on? What do they own between here and Edinburgh or London and Edinburgh? And therefore, uh, I think there's a bit more as a as a back as a as a real big bad mm. is the John D. The John D. Consultancy. You see, but <laughs> I, I like Cookie's idea ordinance of, but they, as they could almost be the sponsors of this. I think Cookie, you've invented a new faction. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I I think I think actually, I I really really like that. And if you if you because it was the bit you said about the formed out of the Jacobite rebellion as well, and I, I wonder whether that's what it is. It's this sort of Jacobite thing. I'm reading up at the minute on geomancy and mm. world magic in liminal, which yeah. would be exactly what the ordnance survey would be into. Oh yeah, and they're all over that. It is yeah, yeah. they're all over that shit. Um, it, so I mean, as a big big bad, it, it's clearly states anybody that has geomancy and ward ward magic together is a phenomenal threat yeah okay however the the uh crappy voting system has spoken uh our our campaign can i is can based I around that, that bit earlier when you said this is going to be even worse than the first two series can you clip that because uh, I think that should be the uh, the tagline. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that should be the tagline at the start. <laughs> oh, great. So the Ordnance Survey is a new faction. John D and his management consultancy business <laughs> are trying to shut down roadworks on the A1. <laughs> <laughs> John John B runs a highways agency. Remember, it has to, it has to be quintessentially British. So roadworks. Uh, I mean, yeah. 
Every, every uh, HS2 in there somewhere. I mean, there's... Oh, yeah. A1. You can uh, throw HS2. HS2 into here as well. Which, it, it, clearly, there's the environmental impact, isn't it? Mm. Lovely. Okay. I think that's absolutely... Honestly, I think it's... I, I do think... There, there are. There have been so many wow moments out of all of that. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. But I do think this idea of, you know, that because you, you've got the sort of the the very linear bit, which is okay. You've got to go from London to Edinburgh at some stage, but in between that, you've got to go through. There's a number of hoops that you've got, and I, it's, it's how we get that bit about um, the renegotiation of those rights, and maybe that's something William Roy initially did. Mm. Yeah, could have done. Um, ordinary survey, brilliant. So, what are we going to do when Paul reviews this and says, "Actually, I, I want the swing"? <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, then, then we start again, and uh, <laughs> and, and we'll, we'll do a room quest campaign instead. <laughs> Maybe uh, I don't think we'd be allowed to do that either. There were sort of the four four sort of questions, and this is more sort of quite quick discussion points. So if we, if we sort of do a, a, a quick run round, uh, any any feel for the number of chapters that we might want to have this going over? And I guess it's not necessarily the number of adventures, but it's, I guess if you were to say, uh, you know, what would we want to do? Is it six cities? Is it four cities? Is it um, so? Maths wise, if you try, I was thinking of doing it on foot, because then okay. then that that put, puts you down to the original, like you know, pre pre prehistory kind of thing. Football, yeah, because otherwise, what's the what's the yeah, you point? Do it in a day, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. Um, if you're doing it on foot, traveling for eight, eight hours a day, traveling at yeah. three miles an hour, so it takes fifteen and a half days. Yeah. So, the t- time limit would say we put two weeks on it, fourteen days. So you've got to move, move a, little, a little bit faster. Okay. Um, so each day a chapter, just really other 15 cha- chapters or f- 14 cha- chapters. Two two weeks sounds um extremely tight because the whole point about the game will be the characters get waylaid, yeah, mm-hmm. you're gonna stop. So, the, the so the question is whether you want to expand that, but still, so you want to start with a bit of overhead. Now, Maybe you could do that, it in a lunar cycle. Yeah, yeah, however, great. however, excellent. We have uh, chronomancy. From, I think that's in Pax Londinium. Oh, I've not got that one. So you do. There is an opportunity, and in fact, we could kind of introduce it. I guess. Yeah, chronomancy is, uh, and that's from uh, Neil Gow, who did. Uh, Pax Londinium. So you could have as part of the group, or alternatively, almost a sponsor might be able to sort of redial time. Um, Maybe you could use it as like a get out of jail free code. You get like one or two to use if yeah. you just really screw up one of the uh, stops. Yeah. Or there's, yeah. Like, there's some friendly chronomancers along yeah. the way. Yeah. But cr- chronomancy typically is very, very short periods of time. However, listen, we, no, if we're, if we're going to go for it, okay, I'm happy with that. 
what I was thinking was that as as far as doing one chap one day one chapter, I I would rather um, put the chapters to milestones on the road yeah. rather than having them days and then saying that put pressure on the players that yeah. you want to get to the next milestone within this amount of time and this is how much time you've got left rather yeah. than say each chapter is going to be around a day assuming they're going to move that quickly because that yeah. that then pushes it back onto the group to say no keep moving and and make decisions about whether or not you stop or or keep going that's some and you can throw in curveballs as well because if they are in a cafe court negotiating the rights of passage there the time they spend could be longer or shorter than they perceive it to be. Yes, yeah, But when you talk about so fourteen it's... chapters, are, are you are you assuming that there'll be actually fourteen different types of essentially fourteen renegotiations to do? Because that sounds um, like an awful lot. Or it could just me. be like encounters because there'll be like um, ghosts of um, of highwaymen along the way. There'll be. Um, yeah. uh, some some parts they'll probably have to cross a river uh, at a ford because the original north road will have now the bridge no longer exists you could have some well, comedy in there as well so you could throw some you could have a lighter segment where they actually do but very exhausted and they end up in newcastle and end up on a hen party or something like that <laughs> or or you end up at the goose fair in nottingham or something like that isn't there an upcoming liminal Newcastle book that again Mr. Gow is doing? Wasn't that one of the original Kickstarter stretch goals? I, I, I certainly know that there are various regional hmm. books being planned, but I, I, other than that, I don't know. I'm afraid. No. So okay, so so there potentially would be fourteen. We'll say chapters, but potential yeah. encounters. Anybody else got any strong feelings about that? It, it, it does feel like a lot to me, but go on, Martin. Okay, so I have a strong feeling. Uh, so, and I don't want to sort of keep keep uh, quoting the conspiracy, but I think one thing that campaigns sometimes lack is a coherent strategy by your opponent. So you kind of make up on the hoof well what they will do whereas the conspiracy kind of builds in well if you've got to this point this is what they're going to try and do and so i think that those kind of programmed in almost actions of your opponent gives it a, a more of a feel of kind of you're actually up against something so along so what the conspiracy does is like every level of conspiracy has a potential reaction from your opponent from the conspiracy so the conspiracy okay. fights back by doing x y and z depending on how far you up the conspiracy so i would like a sort of shadow uh chapters one i mean uh, 14 is a lot but i'm asking for more so I'm, you know, yeah but i wouldn't mind some shadow chapters where it says like well reaction of john d yeah. if you've done all this this is what john d is going to do to you at this point yeah um because i think that makes the campaign feel a little less like a sort of um sequential obstacle course so, so yep. somebody's somebody's actually actively and visibly putting more obstacles in your way you also do as well it's like, so like um there's that concept that the other factions involved are progressing with their own stuff mm. with you as well so um if having the count countdown clock whilst we, we focus on the individuals the overall one is so you've got to get to the end by this point but 
also when you get to day seven um the opponents the d's will have put this in place which is then so they've reacted in yeah. this way so you have this overall kind of like timeline for the enemy action and then possibilities coming up from there or and i'm only suggesting this because i played it a couple of weeks ago uh in uh mass witches of forgotten doggerland there's um there's a, a tracker for things that are predestined and so what it does is every time something happens and in mass witches it's like every time you fail a particular role you put a pebble on the track and once the track is full something bad is going to happen and so so at the end of every chapter, you know, so like you know, in masks or something like that, at the end of every chapter, you go, well, here are your sanity rewards and here are your experience mm. rewards. But if it also said, and also the depending on what the players did, if they did this, the tracker goes up three. If they did that, it goes up five. And so, and then that would trigger one of the enemies, enemy chapters where the protagonist okay. comes in and uh, so antagonist, sorry, when the antagonist comes in and does something nasty to you, slashes your tires or whatever. Puts you on a hen party in Newcastle. Mm. One thing that's that's sort of you know suddenly opening up in front of me. It's, it's a lot of work here, isn't it? <laughs> mm. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, it's just great of you to take it on, Dave. I mean, <laughs> yes, it's really heroic. I I, I I I may be calling on some volunteers. <laughs> I like this. the crown, Dave. Sorry, yeah. sorry Dave. I, I didn't get that last bit. He's going to have lots of busy. volunteers. It's for people in the subsequent episodes who've got to make this work. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not appearing in this series again. That's me done. <laughs> you buggered it up for them. Right as ninepence. <laughs> um, can okay. I can I just sort of reiterate the point I made earlier, uh, which <coughs> is, you know, you say you are sort of what what's the right number of chapters. Um, I think any more than five or six is way too many. Yeah, I, uh, I and uh, because there, there can be uh, things happening within those chapters, can't there? So you could, for but, example, but, but, but it's like you, you typically think of of, of things like a, a three act structure. Now, now it's um, I, th- I think no, you you previously mentioned that you would go with a three acts of or three stages or something yeah, like a that. cycle, yeah. a recurring cycle, yeah, a recurring cycle. Uh, and I think that sort of thinking about three three broad chapters, but maybe subdividing what's happening. But it, it's it's I would say you have five of those, and you say, well, what's the what's the end state going to be at each one? So you've already had this conversation. We, we've already discussed um, guidance about what the opposing faction will have done at this stage, yeah. and I think that sort of to help the to help the GM, that's kind of the format I'd like to see it in. It's so have it all time phased and say so the the characters are expected to occupy this area in this chapter. And at the end of that, they will either have they will have achieved some or all of their goals. And as a consequence, the opponent will have moved in this way. And so you, you help the you help the players pacing things out. So I think I think it's in like broad agreement and also I would focus rather on the individual chapters that Nook says, I think more like a, a broad three act, four act, five act structure, but yeah. no more because it's otherwise you, um, you know, you, you'll, you'll go outside like working memory and it'd be yeah. very difficult to keep an, keep an overview. But, yeah. um, but I, I think do, doing it in those principles could work quite well. 
Okay. Um, I would also like to say, because you asked the other question, Dave, um, I would prefer to keep it UK only, but I think we've already come to that conclusion. And and I think... um, Yeah, I I think I'm I'm sort of going to... Partly sort of, I guess, uh, selfishly, I'm going to say, I think there's probably five chapters in it. Within those five, I think there can be plenty of scope for putting different elements in there i I really like the idea of there being a time limit but it could be it it could be a section where you say okay the road this bit of the road you may have to talk to two factions you may have to you know reach an accord between the two factions to allow somebody to go through but as you said as everybody's quite rightly said that's going to sort out the next group of people are going to or the next uh episodes or whatever we need to sort those out yeah thematically though you mentioned the lunar cycle i I really think that there's been been so many good ideas that have come out you talked about lunar cycles you also you know we've got the concepts the ordinance survey and and things like that which um yeah the the lunar cycle concept i I think is just it sounds really good to me and it is a way of tracking time in a visual way so um that would work really well yeah if we're talking about chapters yes are any old um english kingdoms or counties or groupings we can put it through because it goes through kind of um uh northumbria it goes to scotland it goes to um kind of uh i've forgotten the name not 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 essex or wessex um because in the middle the middle yeah Mercia. Yeah, Mercia, yeah. thank you. So, so maybe you could have like um, chapter, chapter one, London. Yeah. Chapter two, Mercia. Chapter three, Northumbria. Mm. Mm. Chapter four, That's... Scotland. Chapter, chapter five, Finale. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that... Yeah. Very good. No, that is good. Northumbria, yeah. Mercia, Scotland. And, and helps focus it really nicely. Yeah, great. Uh, what were the other ones? So just. Northumbria, Mercia, Scotland, obviously London. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? Finale. The finale. Showdown. The big bad. Okay. I like that. It is national, but we are going potentially into the Fey realm, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Going to be I think, quite a bit I that, think I Scots, the Scots might argue it's international. <laughs> <laughs> it might okay. be by the time it's published. Within, <laughs> within the union, yeah. <laughs> ah, we better work quickly. Uh, t- now, I, I've, I don't necessarily want to put any sort of blocks in place, but do we involve all the factions or all the potential factions within Liminal, or do we limit it in any way? Because it can be a bit like, well, what are we going to throw in this week? I or should we, we just leave that to the rest I- of the group? I think we should leave it to the rest of the group because you're going through all the areas. So you could, as you start heading yeah. through places, you never know. You might find the sodality turn up. Um, you can find, yeah. yeah. But they may have reasons to try and stop it. And you can think about, you've got a travelling game, which actually means that you can build random encounters in if you really want to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. And we talk, well, we talked about the timescale. So the timescale is either sort of a lunar clock or it's a well we probably need to define that is it within within a defined period of two weeks 14 days i think so it it take it take two weeks to physically do it but i think 
putting like a nice lunar clock clock on it would probably make it, it ties it up with the whole kind of um ritual element yeah and it also has for lots of shenanigans 29.5 days approximately lunar month <laughs> 29.5 days yeah well you know cool good well well i'm i'm saying that's that's it we we so we've we've created a faction the ordnance survey i'm quite sure how that's going to go down with paul (laughs) we have we have our big bad which is this extremely shadowy john d consultancy who for some reason is trying to uh, break down the union but it's the union on several planes here mm. that we're looking at uh very good like it uh I, I think we'll be able to you know, we'll be able to instigate other bits within that so there's going to be some of this uh I, I quite like the idea of um somehow someone's done wrong to them but and whether you start off as the John D or you start off as the ordnance server, I think could be quite good fun. I've got an appendix to that, which is one of my notes here, which is the main value of an adventure is establishing an environment for continued play once the main plot is resolved. So what this will do is this will establish the Great North Road within Liminal. So then if you want to play in that area in the future depths, we can then use that in the toolbox section. Yeah. Fantastic. And then we can include like all it. the ideas which weren't included in the main plot in the toolbox. So everybody gets a credit. And I think oh, everyone's going to get a credit regardless. Because that's something else I think I've put on my, I put on, but something else I really like from the campaign books that I like and enjoy, and in fact, the role playing books are really, is designer's notes. And I, I like the little sidebar that says, we made this decision because, and I think that yeah. really helps the GM like get mm-hmm. where the, designers are thinking so that was something i would like to see in the structure somewhere is just like yeah an, an explanation of the designers or the writer's choices yeah one thing i would like to like to have is a um a gazetteer of uh roadside service stations <laughs> and uh and other places where people might stop yeah That's scotch, cor- yeah. scotch corner mm. what goes on at scotch corner we could have a real well, live list of pubs, so pubs people could visit. So people not people could LARP it if they really want to. Well, this is, <laughs> yes, because they're all built on coaching houses, so most yeah. of them will still exist as an actual pub these these days. So it's that's that should be in the design notes. It will be an actual map of pubs along the way. You get has, absolutely slaughtered. Has Has anyone ever read? Oh, sorry, no. Carry on, carry on. No, no, go. On. Well, no, I've got I've got the author's name, and I don't like. No. I don't like to. Can you remember the book's name as well? Yeah, the book's well, name is English book. Heretic. Book's name is English Heretic, and it's, <laughs> it's by <laughs> English Heretic, and it's basically a whole collection of kind of darker folk tales. So it's the English Heretic collection, ritual oh, okay. histories, magical geography. I'll put it in the chat. Okay. Uh, and I think this, if you were looking for kind of uh, by Andy Sharp, who's the guy's name. Okay. It would be one to one to to use. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Martin oh, yeah, okay. has just given me an idea when he's talking about the pubs as well, which is yeah. you could conceivably make it 
if part of the ritual is you have to have a pint in every pub, you can turn it into a pub crawl. <laughs> well, Which is, what is more English? What <laughs> I, ask, I ask you, gentlemen, what is more English than a pub crawl? Well, yeah, but we end up in Scotland, so we have to finish up with a pint of heavy. Yeah, so Price 60 pay. bob or something, yeah, 80 yeah. bob. I like that. That's good. I, I, I do like the idea of the gazetteer. That's a great idea. And if only we know somebody who is obsessed by motorway service stations. Uh, <laughs> Gents, unbelievable. <laughs> I'm, I'm not actually sure it could have worked better. I, I, I really, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm also absolutely daunted and I'm going to have to change my pants as soon as I've stopped uh, stopped this podcast. But Yeah, me too. But, I mean, that's don't that's try what... and fool us that you're we- <laughs> don't try and fool us that you're wearing pants, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's danger zone when you slept with the dogs earlier. Yeah, sorry. I uh, listen. I think that's brilliant. Thank you. And actually, I, I think it, it bears out one of the reasons why I was keen to do this as part of a new series is even if you took a tenth of what we talked about. There's there's a hell of a thing there for somebody to pick up on, I think. Yes. And uh, and it, the two two incredibly important bits though are that everybody who has been involved is without a doubt will be credited as part of this process, which would be great. It may well be that actually I come back to, to you know the individual groups and say, look, is this how you wanted it to play? You know, d- does this match your suggestion? Look for the, the Great North. Road? I just that's that's a lovely concept. And also, then Martin and 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 Martin uh, is the John D Consultancy plus the Ordnance Survey is the as the new uh, mechanically is the new new faction. Does that work? And I think Ralph, Ralph, you've got to write the Gazetteer of Motorway Service Stations. Is that is that right? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh, good. Go sorry, go. I thought you were talking about a, a tier for gazes. I thought it was actually like you know, Gaz from the Smart Party was obsessed with. I thought that's what you were saying. <laughs> it was a gazetteer, okay. Brilliant, gentlemen. Okay. On that bombshell, listen, thank you ever so much. Really appreciate that. <laughs> Cheers, Dave. Cheers, Dave. Happy, happy, see you later. Just happy to be here. Happy to be here. See you later, yeah, mate. Okay. So. <laughs> there you have it. It is the Great North Road. It is John D and his mystical consultancy. It is the Ordnance Survey. <laughs> uh, of course, everything has to be submitted to uh, Paul Michener for his uh, either outright condemnation or or derisive scorn. So there will be supplementary episodes in between, which we're going to probably call Mitch's Corner, uh, where Paul and I will just discuss the episode. Ideally, if he's been in it, it uh, be so much the better. Get a, a slightly different perspective from somebody as well. But I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks again to Martin, Martin, uh, Ralph uh, and Nook. Uh, and, well, I'm just looking forward to, to episode two. I hope you've enjoyed it and see you soon. Cheers.